0: Good evening, South Africans. 11th of September 2019, 11 September 2001, or should I say September 11, 2001. Where were you? We commemorate the Twin Towers, among other many world's tragedies. Not necessarily that we'll be in discussion on that tonight. Of course, tonight we're talking because it's business on Wednesday. CCMA shop stewards and union officials, they are in conference tomorrow and Friday, that's the 12th and the 13th of September, we'll have a discussion with Mr. William Thompson on that and if all goes well with Mr. Gavin Stansfield, who's a Labour attorney as well together. At the end of this hour, National Wills Week, we would in conversation with Ms. Rashila Francis, National Legacy Officer at SOS Children's Village, talking about the value of actually having a will. Finally, in the top of the hour, we're just going to confirm something that we had missed out, unfortunately, yesterday, a conversation with Mr. Yakudia, who's the CEO, Association of Certified Fraud Examiners, confirming specifically the details with regard to the conference that they will be having next week. That's the 12th ACFE Annual African Conference and Exhibition. ACFE, of course, stands for Association of Certified Fraud Examiners. Bumper edition for the first hour. Stay tuned for what's more in the second hour, nonetheless. But let's take a quick head break before we talk about the CCMA shop stewards and if Union Officials Conference taking place tomorrow and Friday. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. The Viewpoint 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhe Soma on SAFM. Hashtag Business Wednesday, the third annual commission for. Conciliation, Mediation, and Arbitration, CCMA, Shop Stewards and Union Officials Conference kicks off tomorrow morning under the theme The National Minimum Wage. The post-implementation conversation. This event will bring together hundreds of shop stewards and union officials across federations from all over the country to address the challenges faced by shop stewards and union officials amidst changing legislative environment and policy and the nature of work. Of course, we can't talk about this without talking about what's happening in the country with so many retrenchments and unemployment figures ranging between anything from 25 to 35 percent we'll also talk about the need for such conference to exist where did it stem from the misconception about the relationship between unions and businesses and the role of the ccma when unions and businesses do not reach a resolution to have that conversation with us mr william thompson acting senior commissioner for dispute prevention and training at the ccma good evening sir how are you
1: good evening i'm well thank you thanks very much for having us online
0: Thank you so much. Uh, I once did labour law in my time, so I've got a special interest in this regard, at least not for anything else, but to dust off the papers and sort of see if whether or not I'm still in touch with the <laughs> environment. Let's talk, first of all, I mean, at a broad level, the importance of this workshop, why it's important for business together with the labour environment sector specifically to engage each other in a, non-adversa- in a non-adversarial manner as it is now.
1: Geza, thank you very much for that and the opportunity to speak to your listeners. Um, as you mentioned, it's our third annual CCMA Shop Stewards Union Officials Conference. And uh, the very first one that we had was in 2017, also in Karkling, uh where we focused on various judgments and the, to help to shape the strategic direction of the CCMA and look at the role of shop stewards and union officials in preventing and managing workplace conflict. And then we had a second one in 2018 in KwaZulu-Natal, Mm-hmm. we also focused on the future of work and, and the whole impact of the Fourth Industrial Revolution and how that would impact uh, in terms of that. And this is the third one that we're having. Um, the uh, National Minimum Wage Act was uh, signed into... Um, law on the 1st of January this year by the President Mm -hmm. and uh, it's it's, it's a very important um, um, statute or very very important law that's come in here uh, ready to strive in the labour market to uh, protect vulnerable and low earning workers and as you mentioned a little bit earlier we're looking at a situation in the country uh, with very high unemployment figures, um, very low productivity and, um, economic growth and development. And one just has to scan the newspapers and media just to see what's actually happening. A very low growth, um, a very high unemployment, very high inequality, very high poverty, um, and extremely high unemployment. And, you know, when we speak about figures of 29%, 30%, You know, those are the the figures that uh, when workers have uh, given up looking for jobs and perhaps after four weeks or so, and when we start to look at the numbers, they're a lot higher than that. And then when we start to look at youth unemployment, um, extremely high. And so what, as a CCMA, uh, what we're doing is we have a function of dispute resolution, um, where disputes are referred to us, you know, for conciliation and arbitration. Uh, and we also, uh, that's, that's very much our mandatory function. But the CCMA also has a discretionary function in dispute prevention, uh, in, um, assisting parties to build their relationships Uh, to assist with capacity building and training. And so this conference um, is now about having the conversation, the post-implementation conversation on the National Minimum Wage Act and to have a look. Various economists and labour market specialists made predictions about the anticipated uh, impact of the implementation of the National Minimum Wage Act, uh, both arguing for and against it. And what we want to now do is bring the parties together, the social partners, mm. to have a discussion and to have a look and see, you know, which predictions have actually materialised, which haven't, and have a look at going forward um in this post implementation conversation, to look at providing a platform to um, look at a number of issues, also with regard to implementation of successes and some of the challenges that have come through there as well.
0: Let's do talk you want about me to chat a
1: bit about some of the people who are going to be presenting and <clears throat> some of the topics there.
0: No, sure. We'll have that conversation later on because, because I mean, I, I, I do want to sort of probe this question of the role of yes. the CCMA and why it's especially important for the CCMA to be, if you like, the custodian of this conference. As is implicit in the word or in the words, c- commission for conciliation, then mediation, then arbitration. It's almost like, well, first bite of the cherry, let's try and conciliate. Let's try and maintain the relationship between the parties before it breaks down irretrievably, to the extent that if we can, let us build it. If we fail there, let's try and mediate, let the parties find their own solution before we have to ultimately step in and make the decision for them as arbitrators. And I think that's a clearly important distinction because ultimately... It is all about preserving the sanctity of the employment relationship before you start talking about an ex-employee, a dismissed person, or somebody who's right and somebody who's wrong, where when, whatever your decision is, somebody's clearly not going to be happy for it. It's an arbitration, not a conciliation. Talk to us about those three levels, please.
1: Very much, sir, Sangeza, and, and thank you. Um, If one looks at how one can approach disputes, one could do it in a very consensual way, which would involve conciliating, mediating, facilitating, having social dialogue. Um, If one doesn't uh, settle matters in a conciliatory way, uh, where the parties are involved in that manner, where the parties actually add input and they have a look at creative solutions and how they could uh, come up with something which is very often superior to an adjudicated outcome. Yes. Uh, judges and arbitrators, uh, you know, are, are governed by statutes and case law and and, and jurisdictional principles um, that very often can't go into this realm of of the creative thinking. And so the CCM really starts the commission for, as you said, the conciliation and then mediation. Um, you know, one of the CCMs, um, you know it's been said before, is let's put the C and the M back into CCMA, conciliation and mediation. And in fact, if I go back just a few years to yes. uh, to when the CCMA was, was created in 1996, uh, in 2011, also in Gallagher State, where we're having the conference tomorrow and on Friday, uh, there was a 15-year think tank where we bought the social partners back, government, business and labour, some of the drafters of the um, of the of the Labour Relations Act of 1995, um, and putting in the dispute resolution, um, the whole organisation and institution of the CMA, the bargaining councils, accredited private agencies, and out of that conference, there were three key um, things that emerged. The one was that um, that labour relations had deteriorated significantly from the kind of rainbow nation of the 1990s, and by 2011. Collective bargaining negotiations had become very, very adversarial between workers um, and, and employers. Secondly, that the actual negotiation styles that were adopted by, by the parties have become far more adversarial. Often what we refer to as very positional, parties demanding and and just saying, this is what we're demanding, this is what we're responding with, and very little creativity in terms of looking mm-hmm. at underlying needs and interests, something that has become so important at this juncture, looking at you know just balance, trying to balance and have sustainable, sustainable labor relations. And then interestingly, the third point that came out in that uh, conference was CCMA, you're actually the busiest dispute resolution organization in the whole world and uh, while on one level you're managing the dispute resolution very effectively and very optimally when it comes to conciliation and arbitrations, uh, you actually need to move into an area of dispute prevention and be a lot more involved in capacitating and going into workplaces and so what the CCMA uh, has and, and worked on was developing a uh, a facilitated process called, um, often people refer to it as relationship building interventions or relationship by objectives, Uh, what the CCMA refers to as building workplace relations, where the CCMA would go, perhaps identify where there's very high referrals coming into the CCMA or identify a certain sector or certain industry, public sector, private sector, and say, can we approach you and perhaps suggest to you uh, ways that you might want to consider where we could come in as an independent facilitator and assist you in having a look at your workplace relationship.
0: Awesome. William, hold that thought yes. right there because before we start talking to also other measures that have been adopted, let's take a quick ad break before we unpack it deeply with a couple Thank of you. questions in between. Thank you so much, Mr. William Thank Thompson. You. Thanks, Songheza. SAFM 104-107 to 107 Nationwide Paul Songhez or now, Now. 0891-104-207. Good evening, South Africans. For those who have just joined or joined us in the middle of the conversation, I am having a conversation with Mr. William Thompson, who's the Acting Senior Commissioner for Dispute Prevention and training at the CCMA. That's the Commission for Conciliation, Mediation, and Arbitration of South Africa. We're talking on Business Wednesday today. CCMA shop stewards and union officials taking to conference tomorrow for the third time. It's the third annual conference discussing all manner of matters that concern the work of the CCMA and the labour environment at large. The theme for this year's conference is the National Minimum Wage Act and how it has been implemented in the short period since january so far whether or not the intended legislative legislative outcomes have been met or are being realized or certainly if the labor infrastructure in place is going to assist meet or in fact is stifling it but let's talk now about some of the critical matters that you've already touched on william thompson who's my guest on the line the prevention aspect is the biggest win in any event for any dispute settlement body you talk about the courts the judges if they can they must encourage the parties to find their own solution that's why for instance you have a pre-trial conference let's first of all establish what the real problem is let's find out what the issues are and if you can find each other on the one or two outstanding issues bingo with them we don't have to waste time going the adversarial route equally so it's a core kpa For commissioners if they can get the parties to settle before we get to the A aspect of it which is arbitration. Now these preventative measures you are talking about have to address the three key concerns that the labour relations environment at large has deteriorated no longer consistent with the rainbow nation. You're talking about negotiation styles are adversarial people digging in their heels in their trenches and I would imagine one of the biggest stumbling blocks to these negotiating styles are lawyers. Lawyers at times are a problem because they go in there on a strict mandate, whereas they're not necessarily representing the party's interests, but only representing the fact that they've got a brief to which they are going to stick to, irrespective of the changing conditions as the negotiation process unfolds. And thirdly, of course, whilst you are encouraged to conciliate, mediate and arbitrate in an ideal world, you shouldn't exist. And the fact that you are the busiest body of this kind in the world is a serious problem probably dovetailing with the first point that you had made labor relations in south africa have deteriorated to that extent that makes you the busiest let's continue this conversation in that guise
1: thanks and i'm smiling at the moment because i am a lawyer as well as a mediator (laughs) and uh, i'm wondering how many lawyers out there are listening to me at the moment And, and so what i'm about to say uh, I think there's been a shift worldwide in terms of alternative dispute resolution um, that, you know, can show that if, if, as lawyers too, I'm also a trained commercial mediator and, and work in other fields of mediation as well, where lawyers can recommend to their, their, their parties, why don't we consider a more consensual kind of outcome? And what we find there is that parties are then able to explore what the more underlying needs and interests are. I'll mention that earlier this year, a few of the things that the CCMA is actually doing, and it's it's wonderful to have this platform to be able to speak um, on national radio this evening, and just to say that the CCMA has taken very seriously that feedback from 2011 about needing to be a lot more involved in dispute prevention and transformation of workplaces. Um, I was also involved in 2014 uh, in Ikorileni at the... um, at Empress Palace there, where he was then Deputy President, now President Ramaphosa, had called a NEDLAC uh, conference to have a look at the national minimum wage and also to have a look at the state of collective bargaining. And one of the points that he made at that conference was that we as government, business and labour, we need to use the institutions that have been created for social dialogue. And he made specific reference to NEDLAC, the CCMA and to the bargaining councils and institutions. And so there's a very strong support structure to let's engage, let's have collaborative discussions and if I can just uh, go back a little bit and say, sure. I'll give you an example of, it, of a story. At the end of last year I was called by um, the CCMA to say uh, we've got a very big employer uh, in this country, uh, a manufacturing employer uh, with international shareholders. They've got a very big trade union involved there as well they they'd had extremely adversarial wage negotiations in previous years and they said, uh, could you come in and do what we call a building workplace relations, a relationship building intervention with us and we've, uh, my colleagues and I have developed uh, what we call the barometer where we give on a scale of 1 to 10, we actually ask the people in the room that's usually the employers and, and the workers in the union to rate the labour relations relationship between the parties on a scale of 1 to 10 10 mm. being um, high trust respectful, sharing information, harmonious, um, constructive, creative, all of that, one being very, very dysfunctional. And, um, Sengezo, we've as we've done this across the country, um, I've, I've lectured a few universities around the country as well, there's almost, a, with us being too scientific as a, as, a, as a measure, the score overall in South Africa is coming out on average at around a three or a four out of ten in terms of the state of collective bargaining. And I often say to people if someone was consulting a medical practitioner and that was the state of health on a scale of one to ten, you know, I think that's kind of stuff where I see you and uh, off to casualty or whatever it might be. And interestingly, coming back to the story of this one is these parties, we did a relationship building process. They identified what was clear underlying issues that that were um you know, having an impact on the employment relationship. One of the things that came out about, besides establishing a really, um, constructive dispute resolution communication channel within the workplace where they could dialogue at a, at a, at a sort of a level within their workplace, they then said we also need training and capacity building. We're about to go into our collective bargaining. And we've got our National Bargaining Forum. And we've mentioned the CCMA has a three-day course called Effective Negotiation Skills, where it's a very intensive practical course on trying to look at how do we move from very adversarial negotiations to more needs-based, interest-based kind of negotiations. And during that very training, uh, we also mentioned the... Code of Good Practice on Collective Bargaining uh, mm-hmm. that came out of, we call it the Akurileni Declaration that came out of 2014 through that NEDLAC conference and uh, there's actually a Code of Good Practice on where parties can approach the CMA to provide a facilitator or approach other parties to, approach, to have a facilitator and they contacted us again and said would you come and facilitate our collective bargaining process and we did and they settled their negotiation in a very creative way And they said, this is the first time in years that we've had a creative win-win kind of outcome that's involved the parties. And there, the facilitator from the CCMA played a role of trying to help the parties to move from very stuck positional uh, places and find more creative ones. There was another one that happened just earlier this year. It was one of the universities in the country, and there were four trade unions. Also, a facilitated process where the parties were able to move beyond, I'm demanding so much money for medical aid one I'm demanding so much money for transport. And the real underlying interest was an improved medical aid, um, improved uh, transport. And when the parties started to get together and started to problem solve, there was another... Uh, that was in that instance a university in those unions. It was another manufacturing organization that a big before you get
0: all- um, into the stories because I mean I do enjoy them, but I, I do want to zone in on such a, a critical component as why it is especially important to keep the workplace itself healthy because the healthier the workplace, the less yes. need for union officials outside the organization, and certainly the less need for a CCMA, or worse the labor court absolutely worst the SCA or the Constitutional Court or I mean labor yes. appeals court let's talk about the role in the organization the value of shop stewards notwithstanding the fact that that they've got this labor relations role by virtue of their positions as shop stewards what doesn't change is the fact that they are still which is important as well employees within the organization and they've got to straddle a very fine or thin line between being employees and taking orders And equally being representatives of their colleagues as shop stewards, where then, for instance, when they engage with management, they're not necessarily doing so as ordinary employees, but their status is quite elevated, given the fact that they represent the voice of just about everybody else on the floor to management. Let's talk about the value of shop stewards in an organisation then.
1: Thank you. Shop stewards have a very, very important role in organisations. and. Again, the CCMA has been involved um, in a lot of training and capacity building with shop stewards. We're just finding the more capacitated through – the CCMA has a number of training courses and one could visit the CCMA's website and and, and contact us um, if you've got our details and maybe Mm. at the conference that's going to be tomorrow and Friday. Um, Right from participating in disciplinary hearings, how to present – Um, managing conflict in the workplace. And what's so crucial, Sangheza, is that the role of the shop steward, that the shop steward is not selling out to their members, that their members absolutely respect the shop steward. The shop steward is capacitated through the training and is able to represent really effectively uh, the needs and the interests of of the workers. And sometimes we run joint training where we've got the managers and supervisors and we've got the shop stewards all in the same training so that Mm. they can almost work from the same page there was an incredible process that happened a few years ago as well where it came out of negotiations and collective bargaining in the mining sector and where the demand was for a certain increase the the mine it, it couldn't sustain that and then the parties came together and had a look at how they could make uh that particular mine a lot more productive And what happened was they they doubled the productivity at that mine. This was a few years ago. And the T's and C's that went with it was that there would be incentives for the workers and the employees who were contributing to that productivity. And we had a lovely example that answers, I think, your question very nicely there, is to say where the union officials and the shop stewards were asking their members, to be at work on time, to work productively, and to perform. There's a term called presenteeism, which a lot of people are familiar with mm, the word mm. absenteeism, but presenteeism, mm. actually being at work, but actually just not being productive. And what the union had said in that particular instance, a very large trade union in this country, said that if we don't have that, as a group, we're not going to benefit from the productivity and the growth. But at the same time, the shop stewards were able to say to their, their members and the workers, is that we're also going to protect you from unfair labor practices and from discrimination and from other practices that are happening um, in the workplace. And the employers knew that. And the employers knew that they needed to treat those shop stewards and those union officials as elected representatives with the respect and to set up very, very effective communication structures and channels. And one of the things that we're very interested in the CCMA as well is to say, you know, in terms of the purpose of the Labor Relations Act, which is in Section 1 to have economic development, to have social justice, and to have labor peace and democratization of the workplace, is there's also back in 95 when the Labor Relations Act was drafted, uh, was to talk about, you know, sectoral bargaining, which would happen through bargaining councils, and effective collective bargaining, and the effective resolution of disputes in workplaces. And at that stage, the idea of workplace forums was put up. That didn't go down well at all in the 1990s and even into the early 2000s. And yet what we are finding very much from a CCMA at the moment is in the relationship-building processes that we're doing and the other processes that we're facilitating, if there seems to be, to use a cliched word, a real appetite that's coming through from workers, from shop stewards, from union officials, from managers and supervisors to say, if we can have in our workplace really effective communication structures and channels and where we can very proactively step in and and resolve conflicts and manage our our conflicts and our disputes Mm -hmm. um, as they arise, um, we're not the CCMA and other dispute resolution organizations out of business. but What and we're doing is we are actually resolving them at, at the source.
0: Correct. Because the most important aspect of it, which is oftentimes overlooked, is that the best person to preserve the employment relationship is not the attorney who is instructed it's not the union official and it sure isn't going to be the legislature it is the two parties to that transaction if you like because at the start of this relationship at the interview phase and the orientation and on day one these two persons were happy to be in each other's company now the, to the extent that it has deteriorated it is a reflection of what Perhaps the relationship between the two parties but more broadly the environment in itself where this relationship exists and the only two persons who are best positioned if you like to retrieve and to revive those parts of this relationship that put them together in the first place are the employer and the employee now let's move on from there because I am pressed for time to I want to focus on why this year's theme the national minimum wage is important the post implementation conversation let's talk to it about for three or four minutes before we end the conversation please
1: right thank you very much for that we've got some very esteemed speakers tomorrow we've got minister of employment and labor uh mr tulis clear speaking uh we've got um the judge president judge basher wagley we've got the director of the ccma um, advocate cameron morajani and we've got a number of other um, leading academics in the field of, of law and also economics coming and chatting to us um the national minimum wage, you know, it's been a topic that's uh, had people pro and against, and I'm sure listening on the station at the moment, um, if there was to be extended time and phone in, I'm sure we would have people both uh, for and against it. Um, mm. The national minimum wage, having been there when the discussions started happening and then when it was actually enacted, uh, is that the CMA. Um, is in a position to, you know, the Basic Conditions Employment Act has been amended to confer upon the CCMA concurrent enforcement jurisdiction with the courts to ensure the speedier dispute resolution, you know, for the benefit um, of what are 6 million low-paid workers. And so we also, um, we were predicting in terms of our workload, how that would affect the CCMA, Um, initially the the take-up wasn't quite what we'd done, but it has grown significantly and we are anticipating that as workers become more and more aware of their rights, um, is is that this is is going to increase the the workload that's coming here. And what we're trying to do is we're wanting to have, and I think the topic of, of the actual conference. The post-implementation conversation almost goes back to that, the CCMA, the conciliation, the mediation, the having the conversation, having the discussion. And so we're going into tomorrow, Thursday and Friday. uh, We're really wanting to encourage all the conference delegates. And I know we've, um, we've catered for about 400 people. We're anticipating there might well be more than that. And uh, we really want to have this conversation and we want to take feedback from this conference and learnings. Uh, that can help us to actually improve um, in this whole area um, of of this. And it's a very topical theme. Um, and and so that's why we've actually um, put that as, as our topic for the third annual Shop Stewards Conference.
0: Awesome. Give us the details, please. I understand it's tomorrow mm-hmm. and Friday. Where? What time?
1: All right. Um, it's, it's at uh, Gallagher Concerns Convention Centre in Midrand.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's uh, Thursday and Friday, so the 12th and the 13th, and we'll be kicking off at at 9 o'clock on both days. Uh, I can give you a quick... Tomorrow, um, Thursday, we're kicking off at 9 o'clock. We've got um, our governing body chairperson, Mr. Ledwaba, who's going to be opening. We're then going to have our Minister of Labour, the Honourable Minister Tulles Nkresi. We're also going to have governing body members there. We're going to have... Um, Judge President uh, Judge Bashir-Wagley who's going to also be speaking about the role of the Labour Court and dispute resolution institutions in the context, particularly of the whole current state of affairs in our labour market at the moment and mm. when one's thinking, if I can just come in here and say that, you know, when we're thinking of some of the fastest growing economies you know, on the African continent
0: mm. and we're
1: looking at ourselves and thinking we have so much potential in South Africa uh, to actually be one of those fastest growing, if not the fastest growing ones And we've got the brilliant constitution in place. We've got statutes in place. We've got the dispute resolution organizations, in the form of the CCMA and the bargaining councils and the other organizations. And yet somehow something's just not happening. And that's where we believe that if we can bring uh, workers and employers together to have conversations, to try and engage a whole lot more constructively and creatively, especially going into a time now where the theme for last year was around the fourth industrial revolution and looking at digitization and mechanization and question marks around uh, how can we have um, creative kind of outcomes where we can sustain jobs and actually create jobs um, in light of this And then we've got various. um, We've got Professor Adrian Fondeville, who is actually the chairperson of the National Mm. Minimum Wage Commission, speaking. We've got our director of the CCMA Advocate Cameron Morajani, who is going to also be speaking at looking at considerations for the integrated labour market on the National Minimum Wage and the whole strategy. We've got Professor Harun Barat, who's uh, the Director of Development Policy Research Unit at the University of Cape Town, who's contributed um, significantly on um, looking at uh, this and also particularly the impacts of the National Minimum Wage Act. And then various other people who are going to be contributing, commissioners um, and parties from uh, the social partners who are going to be coming along and doing that.
0: Okay. Look, you guys have got your hands full for the next two days, but I think the most critical aspect of it all is implicit in the theme conversation post-implementation conversation implementation conversation pre-implementation conversation what's always critical and important is to get the parties who could be when they are adversaries they could pretty much stall every bit of the progress that this country is yearning for those are the unions that's the business and those are the people within the businesses the shops use the employees thank you so much for this initiative all the best for it ccma
1: thank you very much sangeza it's been wonderful chatting with you
0: Awesome. Mr. William Thompson, Acting Senior Commissioner for Dispute Prevention and Training at the CCMA, talking to us about the value of this conference, which is this theme, third installment of its kind, under the theme, the National Minimum Wage, the Post-Implementation Conversation. Let's take a quick ad break before we continue the conversation talking about wills with Ms. Rasila Francis.